Hello, everyone. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week, Jeff Glover and his coaches will dive deep into questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you're facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate, with Jeff and his team closing over a 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode, we're talking about the seller lead generation strategies that we're finding success with right now. These strategies are highly relevant to current market conditions, and Jeff shares with us 10 strategies that will help you get more seller leads and convert them. Now, let's hear from Jeff. Hey, hey, welcome everybody. Oh my gosh, it is the final of the winter webinar series. That's right, we've done, including today, eight of these so far, and this is the final one for this winter, but as you guys know, we're always looking at ways to continue to add value and share with you everything that we're doing right now in the field. Welcome, welcome. Today, we're talking seller lead generation and seller lead conversion strategies. And it is me and only me today because this, as you may know, is absolutely my favorite topic. Um, You know, you might be wondering, Jeff, I was on the same webinar, you know, I did a spring uh, seller lead generation strategy. Jeff, I was on this last spring. Why do I need to be on the 20? Why do I need to be on the 2022 one? Well, that is because we are constantly looking at where our seller business is coming from. And as soon as we see changes in where our business is coming from, our seller business is coming from, particularly, we share it with you. And I promise to continue to do that. In fact, at our event in Traverse City this August, the focus, as most of our events, will be on seller lead generation, seller conversion, seller listing appointments, and so forth. In fact, there was an event we did in the summer of 2019 where I did my listing presentation from the stage. Well, a lot has changed since I did my listing presentation from the stage in the summer of 19, obviously. And we've decided the summer of 2022, you've heard it here first, we have not publicized this yet, but I'll be doing a live listing presentation again from the stage up in Traverse City. So why am I doing it again? Because you could say, Jeff, couldn't you just play the video? Couldn't we just go buy the video? Things have changed since 2019. And so therefore, our listing business has changed. What else has changed? I want you to write these down and I want you to pay attention to these as it relates to your business, not just with sellers, as it relates to your real estate brokerage, as it relates to your team, as it relates to uh, sales, buyers, sellers, all of that. Okay. And I wrote down the way consumers uh, uh, consume information has changed. The way consumers consume information has changed. Now, many of you, if you were at the summit we just had down in Orlando, we opened up the summit with these. So bear with me while I go through these. I'm actually going to go through them rather quickly. So what has changed in the way consumers consume information? I wrote down consumers are smarter today and have more at their fingertips. They're smarter today and they have access to more information. So if they're smarter and they have access to more information, the methods we use to generate seller opportunities has to reflect that. That I I gave the example, the value of the free CMA. The value of the free CMA is declining. Why? Because they can go get it on their own, right? You can go to any site out there you want and get a CMA on your home. That's number one. Number two, I wrote down consumers want faster responses, faster results, faster everything. Think instant. Everybody expects faster results today. Everyone expects faster responses. Everyone expects faster offers. Everyone expects faster turn times. Everything's faster today. Think instant. That's number two. Number three, I wrote down consumers want more assurance than ever before. And evidence is showing that they're okay taking less 
or the guarantee. Consumers want more assurance than ever before, and evidence is showing that they are okay taking less for the guarantee. Think about iBuyers. Why are iBuyers having success? Basically, an iBuyer saying, I guarantee you, you're going to net less out of the sale. But I also guarantee you're going to sell this home. And sellers are taking it. In some markets, 10% of the market is iBuyers. It's crazy to me, but it's real. Assurance. We underestimate the value people put on assurance and guarantees. That's number three. Number four, I wrote down, consumers expect a higher level of professionalism because the amount they're paying us has increased as prices have increased. They're no dummies. They know that the value of their homes have gone up. And if your percentage stays the same or even comes down a little bit, they're still putting more money in your pocket. So therefore, the level of professionalism that we have to offer to the consumer, the expectation that they have is higher. Next, I wrote down, consumers consume media and information differently today than ever before. Watch this. They actually trust what they see on social media. Now, this isn't any sort of you know, political statement or anything like that, but the reality is they actually trust now what they're seeing on social media. They're using social media as an information source where before it was used as, you know, hey, who graduation, family reunions, uh, who's getting married? You know, they kept up with the Joneses. Now they're actually using it as a way to get their news and their information. All of these are important because it means you have to modify the way you generate seller business. That's why I'm starting off with this. If you're wondering, hey, when are we going to get to the good stuff, Jeff? When are we going to get to where your listings are coming from? You have to understand this part first before we get into the sources and why the sources we use work. I wrote down consumers, and I hate this one, but it's the reality. Consumers are less loyal to those that have done business with in the past. Consumers are less loyal today. The reality is they're less loyal because things are so easy to get at their fingertips or things are easier to do or the market's moving so fast that they don't need to pay us a full commission. So they're less loyal to us, especially the younger generations. Next, I wrote down consumers don't want to be sold on anything anymore. Consumers don't want to be sold on anything anymore. They want to be able to make an informed decision based on what they see and what they read. Consumers want to be able to make an informed decision based on what they see and what they read, not so much what they hear anymore. See the difference? They're not asking your neighbor for a referral. They're going on social media. Next, finally on this one, consumers do want a professional salesperson in their corner who understands today's, consumers do want a professional salesperson in their corner who understands today's methods of communicating, marketing, messaging, and transacting business. Consumers do want someone who understands today's methods of communicating, marketing, messaging, and transacting business. All right. So let's start with some of the things that we've seen over the last 6, 12 months and why we've updated our uh, material or our, our information based on where our listings are coming from. One of the biggest differences is what we've seen in contacts. What do I mean by contacts? Well, you've heard the definition before. A contact used to be, by the way, a contact used to be a hello from a decision-making adult. That, that definition in real estate sales or in sales in general has been around for decades. A contact used to be a hello from a decision-making adult. Now, if you've been to our events over the last few years, you've heard me update that definition to a contact is a response 
from a decision-making adult, a response from a decision-making adult, which means they could tell you to get lost over text message. They could tell you to get lost over social media, uh, over email, over whatever. As long as they respond with something, it's a response from a decision-making adult. So therefore, it's a contact. Well, one of the reasons why it's important to constantly look at where you're generating leads from and the methods that you're using to generate them is because the way we get contacts just using this as a, for instance, has changed. So let me give you an example. Three to five years ago, I could say with confidence, if you prospect for one hour, you can average 10 contacts per hour, meaning like 10 hellos from a decision-making adult. Today, that same one hour, you might get six or seven hellos. Now, of course, I get it. For those of you that prospect with intensity, you might get more than 10 some hours, but also there's some hours, if you know, where it might only be five or six. Well, what I'm seeing right now is the typical hello is only happening six or seven times per hour. It used to be an average of 10, but you can still make 10 contacts per hour. You just have to get them elsewhere. You have to get the contacts through at the door, through social media, through text messaging, through email, and you can easily get back up to 10 contacts per hour. So the reason why I'm kind of starting off with planning that, that thought in your mind is the methods of yesterday are still effective. The scripts of yesterday, although we've modified ours to some degree, are still effective. But we have to use other mediums, other ways of communicating, not just dialing a phone and getting somebody to say hello. Now, the reality is, Someone opening their door and saying hello or somebody answering their phone and saying hello is still going to be the most effective. Why is that? Well, rapport can be built a lot faster when you hear someone's voice. Rapport can be built a lot faster when you look someone in the eye. Rapport can be built a lot faster when you're mimicking and mirroring their body language. And so those methods are still going to be what I'm going to recommend as first and foremost. And that's why when agents start with our team, we teach them that first because that is the most effective getting face-to-face or getting someone to pick up the phone and say hello. But what's becoming a very close second or a close third is getting someone to respond to a text message, getting someone to respond to an email. And I want you to be mindful of how much time you're spending on your text message techniques, if you will, and your email techniques. Are you incorporating those in your regular prospecting or your regular lead generation routine? Okay, so I wanted to make sure we got that understanding. And also, (laughs) I shared this from the stage down in Orlando, uh, and again, going back to contacts per hour and so forth. We also have to be mindful of just using an example of today, prospecting today versus prospecting five years ago. We did a live prospecting demonstration on the first of the year, Justin Ford and I, our prospecting boot camp coach down in Florida. And he and I were going head to head where, you know, we, he showed, we, 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 we got a, we rented a big hotel room with plenty of room for us to spread out and prospect. And he showed up in the morning, we prepared, we got all of our scripts, we got all of our numbers, we were all set, ready to go. And then we went live in on zoom. Many of you may have been on that. And this has been a tradition for years, by the way, or at least me prospecting on new year's day and our team prospecting on new year's day has been a tradition. Well, what was interesting is during that process is I was getting more people to answer the phone than Justin was. And for those of you that were on, you might remember him saying like, gosh, it seems like, you know, everyone's answering for you and not as many people are answering for me. Well, the difference in that scenario is I made sure before I left for Florida, because I went down there for the Michigan game, before I left for Florida, I made sure that I was calling from a number that didn't show up as possible spam on the cell phone. I know that's something a lot of you prospectors are dealing with right now. 
And so I made sure that I used an office number that we've had established for years that didn't show up as possible spam. And so here I am making calls just like he is, and he's not getting people to answer. He's using his cell phone, of course, as his return number or some other number. And we figured out that might have been the difference maker. So it's things like that that you have to consider when it relates to prospecting in 2022 now versus the way you prospected three to five years ago. You have to you have to think of things like that. So before we get into the new sources, there's one thing I want you to do. And many of you have already done this because you've taken our business plan. By the way, uh, if any of you are currently operating from the Glover U business plan, I want to hear from you. I want to see it. Go ahead and throw down in the chat if you're using the Glover U business plan. Let us know if you're using that plan or if you're wondering how to get your hands on it, we'll have our staff throw that in the chat as well. So go ahead and throw in the chat. If you're operating from the Glover U business plan, I want to see who's using it. Make sure you're changing your settings to everyone. So thank you for that. A few of you are saying um, you're not seeing when they say, uh, uh, hosts and panelists. So a lot of comments are coming into hosts and panelists. Make sure you change that to everyone before you send out your comment. Anyways, all of you should be operating from our plan. That's the exact same plan that I'm using in my business. That's the exact same plan that our team members are using. Anyways, in that plan, one of the sections is a double down plan, a double down plan. By the way, uh, I saw the text option. You can also go to GloverU.com forward slash plan. If you go to GloverU.com forward slash plan, you can get it that way as well. But one section of the plan is where I talk about doubling down on a source of business. And so I wrote down every single person on this session should look at where their listings came from last year before you add another source, all right? And I'm going to give you new sources to work with. But before you add another source or a new technique, where did your business come from last year? I want you to identify where your listings came from. And if you have one that's kind of a standout, man, I did you know 27 deals last year and 18 of them were from my database. Okay, you got something there. I did 27 deals last year and 18 of them were from open houses. I did 27 deals last year and 18 of them were from expires. Awesome, you got something there. That means that particular source, whatever is your largest source or a source that's trending in the right direction, meaning trending in terms of ROI or trending in terms of results that you were starting to see in the last half of the year. That's a source that you should double down on. What do I mean by doubling down? I mean by doubling down on your resources, doubling down on your time, doubling down on your effort, and doubling down and or doubling down on your skills. Resources could mean money, right? Hey, could be, hey, I was using Red X to get expired info, and, and now I had success with Red X, and I want to add another data source. So we're going to add Vulcan 7, right? We use both Vulcan 7 and Red X for expireds, by the way. So I'm going to add another expired source of data. That's going to be a cost, but it's going to help you get better results with that one source. Or what about doubling down on time? You know, I did 18 deals from expireds last year, and I really only worked them about an hour a day. Well, what if you worked them two hours a day? Could you get 36 deals from expireds? Would that number double? Now, I'm not necessarily, I'm not saying that every uh, result has to double, but could you double down on an effort that would lead to more results? which is the next one, which is effort. Now, what's the difference between effort and time? Effort is intensity, right? You can put two people side by side and say, hey, we're both going to prospect for two hours today. And I promise you, if one is prospecting with more intensity than the other, they're going to get more results. You could double down on your intensity or you could double down on your skills. Hey, I'm pretty good at this expired stuff, but I've never actually really role-played with anybody. Could you be better? Could you get better? Doubling down on your skills. Okay. So, 
One last thing I want to mention before we get into the sources, and I shared this from the stage at our last event in Orlando. I want everyone on this webinar today or anyone that's listening later on the podcast, I want you to make a decision. Write this down, please. For those of you that were at our summit in Orlando, you've heard this. I want you to make a decision to have a personality-driven, comma, prospecting-based. I want you to make a decision to have a personality-driven, comma, prospecting-based, and marketing-enhanced lead generation strategy. Everyone on this session, everyone listening to this podcast, once it's on the podcast, I want you to make a decision to have a personality-driven, prospecting-based, and marketing-enhanced lead generation strategy. Now, many of you have heard, you know, prospecting-based, marketing-enhanced, or marketing-based, and prospecting-enhanced. Jeff, why did you add personality-driven? Here's why. Today's consumer is choosing to do business with who they most feel like they can relate to. People today are going on and researching you prior to you coming out. So therefore, you have to have a pleasing, pleasant, positive, enthusiastic, energetic personality. Honestly, when is the last time you looked around your office or you looked at the top producers in your office and you thought about, what does my personality have in common with that person? I don't really have a lot in common with that person. Then you're probably missing that point. A personality driven, meaning today's consumer are doing more research. They're going and looking at everything online, reading your reviews, checking out your Facebook. They're doing all this stalking. They want to learn about you and your personality. Before this, 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 by the way, this was always a thing in real estate. You know, agents that had pleasant, pleasing personalities have always done better than agents that don't. Now, agents that don't have a pleasant, pleasing personality, there's still hope for you, right? You can still master scripts and master dialogues and, and role play and chant and work on your enthusiasm and make your call standing up versus slouching, sitting down. Drives me crazy. I'll, I'll, I'll walk out in our office. I'll see literally people slouching on the phones. Who is going to list their home with you if they're hearing low energy on the phones? Nobody will. When is the last time you checked your personality? Is it pleasing? Is it, is it, is it enthusiastic? Is it energetic? Is it magnetic? Today's consumer wants that more than ever. It was important before, don't get me wrong. Today, even more. Because they're making a decision of whether they're going to invite you out a lot of times based on your personality. Because they can do all that research now. Before, when they couldn't find you on Facebook or when they weren't even looking for you on Facebook, you show up and they're, they're stuck with you for 30 to 60 minutes. And they're just hoping that this is a good use of their time. And of course, if you know your scripts and your dialogues, maybe it was a good use of your time and a good use of their time. Personality-driven, prospecting-based, marketing-enhanced. All right. So I wrote down 10 things that I'm going to share with you now that are things that we are doing to get more seller business. There's a reason why in the last eight years in the state of Michigan, no one has sold more sales volume than us. And we've always taken more listings than most. That's been our thing. I mean, this year, we'll probably have several months where we cross over 100 listings taken per month. We do that every single year. So I'm going to share with you 10 things that when I look at the last six months of where our listings have come from and how we're getting business from these, from these sellers, what we're doing differently. And these are in no particular order. So point number one, all right, write these down. Again, you should have a workbook 
or if you're following along somewhere, please do your best to, to document these. Point number one, make video a part of your life. Make video a part of your life. And I'm not talking about the video that you've been hearing about, right? I'm not talking about people saying, oh, you got to have a YouTube channel. You got to do this. You got, yes, you, you have to still do those things. There's no doubt. But make video a part of your life, meaning get comfortable with being behind a camera. And I'm not saying a professional camera with lights and everything that we have here. A cell phone camera is all you need, right? A, a, a Facebook Live is all you need. Make video a part of your life, not the video you've been hearing about. I'm talking about long form. I'm talking about short form. I'm talking about providing value to communities versus just doing videos about the real estate market, which by the way, doing videos of the real estate market is, is just fine too. But when is the last time you did a video that actually added value to your neighborhood in your neighborhood Facebook group? When is the last time you did a video uh, that added value to community of a new restaurant that just opened up? All right, most of you have heard of my Facebook Live hack. I'm gonna cover it quickly because I wanna get through all 10 of these before we finish up today. The Facebook Live hack, you know, you go live on Facebook, you download the video afterwards, you upload it to YouTube because you have a YouTube channel. Every single person on this webinar this year should have a YouTube channel. And by the way, you should do a video, what, once a week, maybe? A Facebook Live hack. You're going to then take your YouTube link and you're going to move that over into MailChimp or Constant Contact. And you now have content for an email blast. Make sure that you're updating your video with some sort of cover photo, and edgy sentence or title to go along with it. You can't just create a video without having a cover photo. This is all easy to do and easy to edit through YouTube. YouTube has all the basics. Every single one of you can create a YouTube channel and use their tools to create this stuff. By the way, you can go back to the social media calendar, which we've shared that all year last year. It's in the Glover You Inner Circle if you need that. That's a social media calendar for ideas. Take your video and chop it up and use it in your Instagram stories, use it in your Facebook stories. Remember the demographics of each one of those is a little bit different. The demographics of Instagram is obviously younger than the demographics of the people that are using Facebook. So I want you to be mindful. Don't just share one to the other. You're talking to two different audiences. I want you to share video in Facebook groups. Use the raw video. Don't post a YouTube link. All right. They don't usually like when you post a YouTube link because they don't want you to leave the group. So instead, you have the downloaded video and you upload it to a Facebook group. Could be a neighborhood Facebook group, could be a community Facebook group, could be a buy sell Facebook group. Most importantly, the best thing about videos today, whether you create a two minute video or a 20 minute video, you can chop them up, repurpose them, and use them in different formats. One of the best things you can do with today's tool is you can take that video and, and, and a, a five-minute video and turn that into 10 different videos based on that one five-minute video. We have to really get comfortable with making video a part of our life. And this isn't something new. You've heard this before. But are you using it in these formats? Are you using Facebook Live first? So that way you get the benefit of going live on Facebook and notifying all of the people that follow you. Are you then downloading it? Are you then uploading it to YouTube? Are you chopping it up and using it for your stories? Are you changing the, the narrative or changing the messaging based on Instagram or Facebook? Remember, the demographics are different. Okay, the largest demographic of home sellers today, Facebook. I'm sorry, you Instagrammers, it's Facebook. Largest demographic of home sellers today are on Facebook. That's number one. Number two, modify your offer to sellers. In 2022, you have to modify your offer. Now, modify might be changing. It might be updating. I want you to modify your offer to sellers. 
And I wrote down after that, what problems can you solve for them? What problems can you solve for them? Okay. Now the longest offer that's been in existence, all right, you guys have heard this before. What's your home worth? The CMA, right? For those of you that have been doing this for a while, you might remember those little coupons that came in the mail. Hey, cut this coupon out, cut this bad boy out for a free CMA. All right. No, those don't work anymore. I'm sorry. Why? Because people can go get that online. All right. Same thing with guaranteed sale. Guaranteed sale was probably the next hot offer to enter the market. Nothing needs to be guaranteed when everyone knows everything is selling. But you know what's interesting right now, and you know it's a hot offer right now. Um, what would your home sell for cash in two weeks? How much cash would I put in my pocket if I accepted a cash offer in the next two weeks? Hello, those are iBuyers. So I wrote down, instead of what's your home worth, what would it sell for right now cash? Instead of what's my home worth, what would it sell right now cash? That's iBuyers. Or could you create a program like we've created called Backed by Cash, where we're actually helping buyers get more offers accepted and therefore, they're listing and selling their homes through us because we are backing their offers with cash. Okay, something you might want to look into. What about a buy now, buy now, sell later program? Okay, you can find these. There's companies that are starting to do them. What about a more money, less problems program? We do this. This is where we offer more to the seller. Now they pay more at closing for these services, but we're doing things like cleaning up their house, landscaping, and so forth. What about offering them improvements? During COVID, we created improvemyshelter.com. What if you just let them go through their house, give you suggestions, do a Zoom, whatever, and you're giving them free value? When is the last time you modified your offer to consumers? Are you just doing the typical stuff you've always been doing? You're going to get left behind if you are. That's number two. Number three, modify or update your database value add. Modify or update your database value add. How are you communicating with your database? Are you still doing mailings, pop-bys? You know, if you're still doing pop-bys, by the way, those are effective still. They just take a little time. Here's, here's a trick if you want to cut down the time. Next time you do a pop-by, you know, to visit a past client or someone, always leave the car running and the driver door open, all right? They'll never invite you inside because it appears that you're in a hurry. I shared that in St. Louis and they said, no, 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 you don't do that here. <laughs> car running, driver door open. Modify, update your database value add. How are you getting them into your Facebook group? Are you adding every single client as a friend on Facebook? You better be, because if you're not, somebody else is. Are you treating social media as a database, as another way to stay in front of your database? Don't just use, so what's great about social media, you can use it two ways. You can use your business, think of it like this. Your business page, you can use for advertising to get new people in the funnel. There's no doubt. You can do Facebook lead ads, whatever, with your business page to get new people in the funnel. Your personal profile, you're allowed to have up to 5,000 friends, aka 5,000 past clients and sphere of influence referring you. Get to 5,000 as fast as possible. I want you to think of your personal profile as your database and your business profile as a way to get new people in the funnel. Okay. Also, what are you sending them? When is the last time you updated what you send to your database? We're doing like themed gift boxes now, 10, 15 bucks a month for our best clients. And what about events? When's the last time you changed an event? You know, you've been doing the same event over and over and over and over again, and it feels kind of stale. Go find another event. Go offer another event this year now that we can get back together. When is the last time you've been able to modify and update your value proposition 
to your database, which of course then would lead to more sellers. Number four, I wrote down, in 2022, we are doubling down on for sale by owners. One thing I know about a hot market is there's always more for sale by owners because they have confidence that their home can sell. They see what's happening in the market and they believe that their home can sell. Doubling down on for sale by owners. So what are we doing to double down on for sale by owners? Write these down. We're calling them with the purpose of helping them get their deal to the closing table. Think of the logic in that. Instead of calling to tell them we can get them more or put more money in their pocket and all this, we're just accepting the fact that they can find a buyer on their own and instead going down the path of helping them get to the closing table. Now, of course, there are certain scripts and dialogues that come along with it. Most of you are familiar with our scripts and have them. Doubling down on for sale by owners. In this particular case right now, we're adding direct mail to for sale by owners. We've always done direct mail to expires. We're adding that to for sale by owners. Video text messages, asking the question, hey, pulling out the camera phone once a day, twice a day, when you find a for sale by owner you really want, hit record, record yourself. Hi, this is Realtor Jack Glover. I noticed your home here on Banana Street was for sale by owner. And I'm wondering if you're still accepting offers on this property. If you are, could you give me a call? Thanks. Click send. I'm wondering if you're still accepting offers on this property will get you a lot of responses. Video text. And then I wrote down door knock if you don't have an appointment. You guys know if you've been following me for a long time, one of our isms, if I didn't have an appointment today, seriously, what did I accomplish? Go out and see them at their door. If you don't have an appointment, why not? You should be suited up, ready for an appointment every single day. Drives me crazy when I see agents that, unless they're going you know, out of town or doing something like that, that are coming in casual on a regular workday. What if you have an appointment today? Your attitude towards setting an appointment will be greater if you're suited up, ready for an appointment every single day. Watch, you'll get more appointments set, I promise you. Number five, modify your expired approach. This is what we're doing. We're modifying our approach to get more expired listings to hire us. You may be surprised by this. In 2021, watch this, in 2021, okay? We were still taking anywhere from five to seven to 10 in some months expired listings per month. A bad month was like five or six. A good month is seven to 10 expireds per month. Yeah, there's no expireds in our market. Yep, that's what all of our competitors are saying too. Modify your expired approach. Okay, I always start my day with expireds and I end my day with expireds. The first thing I do in the morning, it's the last thing I do when I end my day. Again, the video message I share is that, that I shared is also effective to them. Also, why not geo-target, all right? You've got a home that comes off the market. You can geofence using Google pay-per-click ad services. You can geo-target, geofence around that expired listing. That way they're constantly, anything they do, they go to you know um, um, walmart.com or they go to ford.com or wherever they go, your ad is following them everywhere they go. They have their home for sale. Chances are they're going to be relisting it. Consider geofencing. Check with your broker. Make sure that that is legal in your state. Most state it is, but just wanted to make sure. Door knock again, same thing with expires. If you don't have a if you don't have an appointment to go on, go see them at their door. Also, when is the last time you updated your direct mail package? What you mailed to them? When is the last time you updated that? The letter that you send? Does it stand out? Does it fit with all the rest of the stuff, the junk mail that they're receiving, or does it actually stand out? We have an agent on our team that for years has when you know every single day she identifies one great expired per day and then sends them eight, that's right, eight, eight weeks in a row, week one, week two, week three, week four, week five, week six, week seven, week eight, eight postcards 
eight weeks in a row. She uses a, an accordion file to keep track of all that. And you better believe that mail is going to stand out. If you want expireds and it's a good one, why not? They've already raised their hand and said they're going to be selling. They've already raised their hand and said they'll pay a commission. They've already raised their hand and said, hey, we'll even have a sign in our yard. Number five is modify your expired approach. Number six, never a crowd favorite, but it has to be said, expand the size of your territory by 60 to 120 minutes. By 60 and 120, that's right. Up to two hours away for an appointment. Do the math, do the ROI in your time. If I said I had a five or six or $7,000 check with your name on it in a different city, would you go and get it? Yes, you would. So why not go on an appointment that's an hour or two away? Oh, but it's a different MLS. So you join the board, you join the MLS out there. Well, I don't know the market. Well, you didn't know this market when you first started. Find an agent in that. Well, I don't want to drive out there to show the listing. Cool. You find an agent in that market to work the buyer leads. Find a photographer. Send out a step-in sign. FedEx a step-in sign to them so you don't have to put a sign in. Or find a sign company in that market. Create a relationship with a title company in that market or, or find a WeWork type situation so that way you can have the closings there as well if your brokerage doesn't have an office out there. You have to expand the size of your territory, especially if you want to take more listings. Number seven. Wrote down online reviews lead to higher conversion. Plus, come list me. Now, you guys have heard me been saying this for years. I wrote down in 2010, people were asking their neighbors about you and your company after you left their home. Keywords, after you left their home. In 2015, they were Googling you and, and looking you up on Facebook after you left their home. In 2020 and beyond, guess what? They're researching you before they let you come out. So if you've ever had a situation where something came up, they had to reschedule, we changed our mind, we'll get back to you, you better believe there's a good chance, unless they had a family emergency or something like that, there's a good chance that they did some research and they didn't like what they saw online. They didn't like what they saw on your social media. They didn't like what they saw on your reviews. So create a five-star review program. You guys have heard this for a while. Essentially, we're sending our past clients to rest, uh, gift certificates to restaurants of their choice in order to say nice things about us or to thank them for saying nice things about us. That's number seven. Got to have a focus on online reviews in 2022 if you haven't yet. Number eight, utilize a Saturday morning strategy. Utilizing a Saturday morning strategy. Now, instead of having the mindset, because most real estate agents I know have the mentality of, oh yeah, if it's I'm available this weekend for appointments. Yeah, I'll be working this Saturday if anybody wants to list or see homes. I'll, I'll, I'll be available. No, 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 no actually have a specific schedule of what you do at 8 a.m., what you do at 9 a.m., what you do at 10 a.m., what you do at 11. By the way, I wrote down my schedule for years. 8 to 9 a.m., I prepare for the day. 9 to 9 to 10 a.m., I work expires. 10 to 11, I work for sell by owners. 11 to 12, I either work buyer leads or lead follow-up. And at noon, I'm either done for the day. If it's a So I, for years, I had a basic Saturday schedule where I knew I was only working Saturday morning I was working a half day or what I would call a three-quarter day. So I'd work from 8 a.m. until noon or 8 a.m. until 3 p.m. And what that meant is, is that I had an appointment to go on at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 2.30, somewhere in that range. Why did I do Saturday appointments? I love Saturday appointments. You know, your best chances of getting a contract signed are on Saturday above all other days. Think about it for a minute, okay? There's no traffic, so you're likely not going to be late. Both decision makers are there. People are in better moods. There's less distractions, right? They're not thinking about the bad day that they just had at work or what they're going to cook for dinner. And they want to check a chore off the list. So I'll save all my appointments for Saturday. Give me all the Saturday appointments. I love those. 
So don't just take the mentality that you're available this weekend. Actually have a regimented schedule every Saturday or every other Saturday. And I'm not saying you have to work seven days a week. I'm not even saying you have to work six days a week. I'm talking five and a half or five and three quarters. You are in real estate. This is the retail sales business, number nine, which means you're going to have retail sales hours. Number nine, get sellers from buyer leads. This is a big one that I've noticed over the last six months. We're getting a lot of seller opportunities from our buyer leads. Why is that? Well, we're setting every single buyer lead up on an automated CMA of their home, right? We're setting every single buyer lead up so long as we have their address. Of course, we have to get their address to do this. And we're setting them up on an automated CMA. Hey, here's what your home's worth. Here's what your home's worth. Here's what your home's worth. You can use pretty much any CRM out there to do that. Or you can just use the MLS for that. Okay, hosting the buyer consultation at their home is a big one. Closing for the buyer consultation at their home, not the first showing, not at a Starbucks, not at your office. Close for the first meeting at their home. Kill two birds with one stone while you're there. Promote social media marketing to how you're getting buyer offers accepted. Think about the buyer offers that you have get accepted. Are you talking about them? Are you promoting them? You're going to generate more sellers by sharing buyer success stories. I wrote down under getting sellers from buyer leads, buyers who bought your listings are watching the way you negotiate and handle things. When you're on the other side of the transaction as the listing agent, the buyer and the buyer's agents on, on the other side, and they're kind of watching your behavior, they're watching your personality, they're watching how you negotiate. I can't, I can't believe how many sellers, I'm sorry, yes, how many seller calls we get who were buyers of listings of ours. And they say things like, man, you were really tough with my agent and, and you got a lot for this seller. We paid a lot for this home. We want someone who's going to fight for us like you did for your clients. Why couldn't you do a direct mail and or email call campaign to buyers of your listings with an update of their home value? Okay, the deal's done, it's closed. There's no contractual obligations anymore. All right, why not update the buyers of your listings that you had in the past with an idea of what their home is worth today? And then of course, add them to your database. And finally, number 10, I wrote down, update your pre, during, and post-appointment plan. Update your pre, pre-appointment, your during the appointment, and your post-appointment plan. I wrote down three questions under number 10 I want you to write down. What are you sending before you go out? What are they receiving physically in their hands before you go on the appointment? And if they're, if they're not receiving anything, then we need to talk. You need to be in our listing mastery program, which I'll talk about in a second. If they are receiving something, when's the last time you updated it? What do you, we, by the way, we update what we send out pre, during, and post every single year. Every 12 months, our marketing material gets an update. B, I wrote down, what are you taking with you? What are you presenting when you get there? Once you get to the appointment, what are you showing off? When's the last time that's been updated? Again, we update ours annually. And finally, C, what do you send after the appointment? What kind of thank you card? What kind of follow up? What are you sending to them physically after? you leave their home. By the way, we cover all of that and more, of course, in our listing mastery program, which I know a lot of you have been taking these webinars because you're exploring a different coaching program of ours to take. And being that this is the very last webinar of the winter webinar series, I have just one more program to share with you. And it is our, not only, I wouldn't say it's our most popular, I'd say it's our longest standing, right? Uh, prospecting Bootcamp was a popular, is always a popular one. Operations Mastery is a popular one. 
Listing Mastery, though, is the only one, in addition to now Unreal Dialogues, that I do. So if you do me a favor and turn to page, let's see, it is on page 14 in your workbook. Page 14 in your workbook. This is an opportunity for you to spend 16 weeks with me to dive deeper on all of the stuff we just talked about. Dive deeper on the pre-appointment routine, the pre-qualifying process, the pre-listing package. I actually share everything we send out to clients and take on listing appointments in this program. It's 16 weeks. It's 45-minute Zoom live sessions, but they end up being about 50 to 55 minutes because we allow people to ask questions and we have good discussions after I'm done sharing the content. All right. It is a private group. This isn't something we share later. You have to be in the group to be a part of this. So we're together for 16 weeks. It's every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Our first session starts the 28th. So that's like, uh, I don't know, a week and a half or so from now. If you want more information on this particular program, now this is for people looking to become a listing master. This is without question, this I would say of all of our programs are from, from a listing result standpoint, this is the one if you want to focus on sellers in 2022. All the rest of them are great. I mean, prospecting bootcamp helps you generate more seller leads. Buyer mastery helps you work with the buyers, of course, once you've generated sellers that, of course, are going to bring you buyers. But listing mastery is all about dominating the listing inventory in your market. So if you want information on listing mastery, text the word listing to 55444. You see it right there in the chat, 55444. And you'll have an opportunity to join me live. This is one that I do all 16 sessions. And we're taking you from start to finish, literally every single source of seller, where they come from, how to master. You know, I'll spend one, one whole session just on expires, one whole session just on for sale by owner, one whole session just on database, right? So we dive deep into the sources. And then once you have appointments set, then we go into, all right, what do you send prior to? What does your pre-appointment routine look like? And then once you're there, what does your appointment look like? What are you sharing? What are you saying? Everyone who goes through this program has an opportunity to record the listing presentation and have me critique it live. So I actually send you back my thoughts on what you can do to make your listing better. A lot of people that have taken this course have said, hey, this is the best thing they've done for their listing presentation. And we do spend a lot of time on the actual presentation itself. But then we get into pricing and handling objections and, of course, post-appointment routines and, and everything that goes along with listing. So if you're interested in becoming a better listing agent or just becoming a listing agent in 2022, this is the program for you. You text the word listing to 55444. That's how you get more information on it. We'll have at least 50 or 60 people in the program this time around. We like to keep them small. We usually don't let more than 75 or 100 into a program because we want people to raise their hand and ask questions. It's very interactive. It's not just you sitting there and watching a video for 45 minutes. I know for some of us, that might drive you nuts. Anyways, I look forward to seeing you on the 28th for our first session. Again, just text the word listing to 55444. Or if you're interested in any one of our other programs, because they all start the first week of March, which technically starts on, on Monday, February 28th, just go to gloveru.com forward slash programs. You'll see all of our programs there. It's been an absolute honor to be with you guys during these last eight sessions, these last four weeks, spending two days a week at for at least an hour at a time with you. I loved it. We're going to continue to pour into you guys. I look forward to, if, if I don't see you in my program, I look forward to seeing you in one of the others or at our event coming up in August, the Live Unreal Retreat. You know how to access that. Just go to gloveru.com forward slash retreat or for your leaders, for you brokers, for people that want to enhance their, their recruiting, training, developing, and, and, and leadership skills. 
We'll see you at lead up in May. That's in, that's in Florida. Just go to GloverU.com forward slash lead up for that. The rest of you, we'll see you around the inner circle. We'll see you somewhere sometime soon. Let's go kick butt the rest of the month. See you guys soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking your time to join Jeff today on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify and subscribe today. Until next time.